Everyone always fucking ignores me. It's annoying. But I'm like, yo, waste your time and money and come back to me after it doesn't work. And you can build an app and magically it works. That does happen. And that happens mostly in blog posts and TikTok inspirational shit. It's much easier and faster to validate that someone wants it. Go solve the problem. And if they don't want that problem solved, no sweat. The app is just there to help you scale. And I think a lot of people get that backwards is that they put the technology before the solution. What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, Sparkling Water, aka Rabbi Can't Lose, aka Noah Kagan. Today, I'm answering your questions. I actually really enjoy doing these Q&A episodes. We're going to be talking about if your superpower is design, but you hate marketing, or what is the difference between a good and a great day? And lastly, when should you actually finally quit your businesses or not? Chris Petrie, question number one, my superpower is design. My kryptonite is marketing and time. Chris, I feel like you're the only person in the world with that problem. Should I invest in a Fiverr content marketing guru to assist in creating and executing engaging Facebook and Insta posts or put my already depleted time into learning these skills myself? That is the age old question, which is, should you double down on your strengths or fix your weaknesses? You know, it's a tough one. What I've come to conclude in, in 40 years of living on planet Earth is double down on your strengths and acknowledge and be okay, accept that we may have weaknesses and find someone to compliment us. Whether that person's going to be on Fiverr, I think that's a lot of times I don't like hope in business, which is I'm hoping that someone on Fiverr can magically give me clients. So I need a little bit more meat to what you're actually asking. But what you're wondering is like, I have design. How do I actually either get more clients as a freelancer or how do I ultimately make more money? So let's actually just go through an example, if I was super great at design, which I am not, I suck so badly, I would start thinking, okay, well, what are all the different ways that I could actually make money that I would enjoy doing design and I don't have to spend my time on marketing and I don't have time for marketing, right? Which is a great thing. So if you don't have time, like you have a family or you're really busy with work, that's an advantage. I know you're like, how does that make sense? Because you're limited on time, you have to be more damn creative and then you have to ha prioritize the things you do more selectively. So if I was in design and that is your superpower, now, I'm assuming you, you want to get clients. Like, I want to do this stuff to get work. Like, think about what's the end goal, get customers. So in design right now, what I'd be thinking about is like, what is something highly valuable I can do that people would be excited to give me money for? And then secondly, we can start thinking about how do we scale that? So part one for me, I'm trying to think like, I know the things I'm paying for to be like Zoom backgrounds I think people are paying for. I'm really focused on YouTube. I'm starting to focus on some TikTok. So is there design-related assets that you could actually sell on Creative Market? Maybe you sell them on AppSumo.com. Then it's also thinking about like, all right, who's in my network and what are they prioritizing? What are they working on? Are they doing Facebook ads? Are they doing something on Instagram? And then start working with the people that are already in your network and ask for referrals. What people are missing out on as they are scaling businesses is how do I find something that is repeatable and desirable, right? So if you have design, that's a very broad-ass thing. I would figure out what is the specific thing that around the clock, I can eventually start creating something that people are be excited to keep giving me moolah for. Now, if you don't know what that is, what I've, I've recommended to a lot of people is just start doing a lot of that for free. And I know it's another debatable subject. Should we have free internship? Dude, it's okay. Build up your confidence, build up your portfolio, build up your actual clientele of really happy people. But what you're finding for is consistent work. Let me give you some examples. So we have a gentleman named Sasa. I think he's somewhere in Eastern Europe. I am not sure. I love this guy. And he specializes in YouTube thumbnails. And so now he's making four to five figures a month because he's got a few clients doing just that, which is wild because he's specializing in something that people are willing to pay for. The other thing that I think people miss out, especially on design, you're like, you don't have enough time. 
you don't have to do design work at scale. I think that's a, that's a really common misconception that it's as you get to a scale of a business, that's called hiring, <laughs> uh, which is a whole separate episode. We're not going to do it right now. But go and hire the people to actually do the design work. And your thing is actually being the editor and then being the person who helps generate the leads for those other people. So I hope that helps you with your design work. Try to find the thing that people are excited to give you money for on a monthly basis. YouTube thumbnails, something with TikTok. If it's a physical business like a bakery, are there flyers they're doing every month? If it's a bar, is there something, activities they do every month? So find something that's repeatable uh, from the business itself to make that all easier for your own self. Question number two from Ali Smith. Hey, Noah. Hey, Ali. At what point is it wise to say, I gave it a go, but maybe it's time to throw in the towel? I've been trying to work on my app for a while and it doesn't seem to be getting anywhere. Thanks. Ali, so I go to therapy and spend thousands of dollars a month to avoid doing the hard answers that I know. Does that make sense? So I know my answer. You probably know your answer. Most of us know the answers to a lot of things in life, but we go to our friends and we go to our loved ones and we go to therapists, we go to coaches and they're like, what should I do? And sometimes, yeah, they give us advice and suggestions of things we haven't thought of. But most of the time it's like, we know. Now there's a book called The Dip by Seth Godin. Don't buy it. (laughs) It's like, hey, when's the time to give up? It's like, depends. So there's a lot of nuances. And I know it's kind of a short, simple question, but it's actually complicated. And you've spent a lot of time and you know, there's an opportunity cost and there's a sunk cost and you don't want to fail. A lot of times what I think about is like taking a step back here is that, am I working on something where even if it fails, I don't give a shit. You should never quit that, right? So if it's a friendship that really matters to you, or for me, creating content, like if y'all stopped listening, if y'all stopped watching, if y'all stopped subscribing to the okdork.com newsletter, I'd still do it. I'd still be promoting other people. I'd still be talking about marketing. I love doing it. If no one watched it, yeah, I'd be a little discouraged, but it's like, I'm still in it. I still love it. If that is what you're working on, don't ever quit. Now, if you are doing it as a business, like, hey, this is something I think is a problem that people want solved and I've been working on it and you're getting no traction, that is a time to take a step back and reflect on, all right, is there a way I can validate if this is actually in demand? You guys have heard me talk about the million dollar weekend process. What I would encourage you to go do, Ali, is like, all right, if people aren't giving me the traction, they're not giving me the money and it's not working, yeah, you should quit. But that's a great opportunity to find something that they are excited to go give you money on. Now, you said I'm working on an app. No one wakes up and is like, I wonder if Ali's app can help me. Everyone wakes up and thinks about themselves and their problems. And so my question for you is without a lot of money, within a 48-hour window, how do you validate that you can actually solve a problem that you think is going to help someone? The app is this just there to scale. And I know this everyone always fucking ignores me. It's annoying. But I'm like, yo, waste your time and money and come back to me after it doesn't work. And, and it can work. Let me be clear. You can build an app and magically it works. That does happen. And that happens mostly in blog posts. <laughs> and TikTok inspirational shit. But the reality is, is that it's much easier and faster to validate that someone wants it. Go solve the problem. And if they don't want that problem solved, no sweat. The app is just there to help you scale. And I think a lot of people get that backwards is that they put the technology before the solution. And I'm like, yo, what's the actual solution someone really, really, really wants? They don't give a shit about your technology. So if you're feeling frustrated, go to the customers, see if there's not validation, and then give that as an opportunity to debrief, learn what, what can you learn from this experience, and then use that for your next thing. I mean, I'm sure there's some shitty quote, like, you know, failure is just another opportunity to learn, right? Like, yeah, I get it, but it's still frustrating. So I would kind of take the second path is that you gave it a go, throw in the towel. But look, for me, I'm just gonna share a little bit of my story. I threw in towels every nine months for almost every year of my 20s. And that though led me to finally be able to find a career, which is appsumo.com, that took me 10 years to get to. And I'm, I don't, lately I was talking to someone today, I was like, I don't think I'm ever gonna quit this company. 
same thing with this house. I live in a sick house now, finally, but for 20 years of, of professionalism, I lived very cheap and very uncomfortable. <laughs> and then finally, though, I, I like got the house and I kept going after it. But one thing it did is it helped me appreciate, like today I was really just thinking this morning, like, man, I'm so grateful for this house. I think I'm more grateful because I, I didn't get a lot of nice houses all along. So just use this as a learning opportunity for your next thing. You got it. Like in, you know, as I say in a lot of these business stuff, find the thing that you're excited to be working on. Because I'll, I'll fucking tell you, man, it's crazy. It's a lot longer than we all expect. It's at least 10 years in these games. And so I do think that matters then find the thing you actually want to work on for 10 years. I almost don't want to tell you that because I think all of us want to have it happen sooner. I know I do. But find a thing you're like, man, if I could kind of play with the space, like Neville doing copywriting for 10 years, Sam doing writing in conferences, me doing deals on software, find the thing that you really get excited about for the next 10 years. Don't feel disappointed. And then think about, all right, well, what, what can I learn from this previous experience? Do I need accountability? Do I need to validate better? Do I need to figure out something that's a, a better market? And then use that for your next business. Like just to give it a little bit more clarity on my journey with that is that at Facebook, I learned how to build web products. At Intel, I learned how to, what a shitty job feels like. At Mint, I learned marketing. And at uh, Gambit Payments Company for games, I learned about what problem am I solving and how valuable is that to a partner? And then that led me to saying, hey, I want to do something valuable for partners. I like marketing. I like doing web stuff. I love software. Let me put it all together. And that's what led me to AppSumo, which, you know, 12 years now, we're still working, I think for the most part, having fun with it. Good luck out there. All right. Question number three. Chaj time. Shalosh. Shalosh. In Hebrew. From Jonathan Chichaccio. I love Italians. I honestly, I love everyone out there, especially Jonathan Chichaccio. So he said, after reaching financial security, and I know you have mentioned before you enjoy a simple life. What brings you the most joy and perhaps what is your perfect day would be like? Holy crap, what a great question. Thank you for asking. Maybe even talk about what things money is worth spending on and what things in your opinion are not worth it. So one, I think defining what does financial security mean is what we each have to define. So my parents and their parents grew up in Judaism, which is very financially motivated and also very, they grew up in depression. So like my parents to this day are well off, but still don't spend any money. And I'm like, look, Y'all are, I hope never die, but if you guys die, I don't need any of your money. Maybe my brother does, I don't know. But like, go spend all of it. Like, go do whatever it is that you want. And they're like, I don't know. We just don't think it's valuable. So I think you have to determine, you know, what is financial security? Because I think then that leads to like, hey, are you working too hard? <laughs> Read the book Die With Zero by Bill Perkins. I love this book. And what I mean by that is like, my parents had jobs they hated to get the financial security. And now they have all this extra money, which they don't really need to finish living their lives out. And I think that's important. So for me, financial security, I think I felt financially secure when I had $3 million cash. Look, everyone's different. I wanted initially $3,000 a month just to live, right? That to me was my dream. I was like, if I could just do my own job and not have a boss and not work with shitty people and not work on a product or company I hate, like that would be awesome. And I, and I was able to do that and it was amazing. But I never actually felt wealthy until I had $3 million cash. And that took, fuck, I don't know, 20 years. But that to me is financial security. But, and I, but I will tell you, like, Two weeks ago, I was looking at the AppSumo budget and we had some issues that we've addressed, but I had anxiety. I was like, all right, well, there's resume time. Let's go update LinkedIn. So I think you have to figure out your own financial security. And for me at this point, financial security is if everything goes away, right? Like let's say I, I, AppSumo has gone, how long of cash do I actually have? And for me, I'm probably way more conservative than most, uh, most people, but for me, it's like 10 years. So like, I want to be able to cover my house. I want to be able to cover rental properties that I have. Uh, I want to be able to cover my lifestyle and whatever that is. So for me, it's like, I want to have 10 years of living. Look, that's me. I'm not saying it's how you, any of y'all, maybe you guys are like, I have a friend, he literally is like, he's pretty well off, but he lives paycheck to paycheck, which is crazy. And I just don't have the, the risk tolerance there. So in terms of enjoying a simple life, it's been an experience. Look, I don't know if you guys want to hear about my stuff, but I'll, I'll share it with you. 
is it a simple life? Yeah, I think it's relatively simple, but there is lifestyle inflation. And what I would recommend to anyone is just start out on the bottom, like live cheap. I lived on couches for a year. And when I say that to people, I don't think they get it. Like I literally was making $100,000 working at mint.com, living on my friend's couches for free just because I was being a cheap ass. And I just really wanted to save as much as possible. And so I think I would be intentional about what is the value that you're getting from the different experiences or things in life and try different ones out. Like I tried during COVID a $20,000 a month house. And yes, that's a lot of money. And I was like, yo, having a nice house is a game changer. I'd never realized that. And I know maybe it's stupid for some of you, but I was like, yo, let's do it. And so I, you know, I bought a multi-million dollar house. And, you know, and it doesn't mean you have to be rich in spending money. I know, you know a lot of us know Ramit Sethi is one of my good friends. I, I think he's right. So what things bring me joy? Think about this. I've been asking this question, Jonathan. What are things that really bring you joy? And most of them aren't very expensive. It's like having coffee or tea with a good friend or just a good conversation in general. It is doing hard work you're proud of. It is getting out and getting some sun and probably doing something physical. Most of the stuff in joy is not like, hey, I have a Ferrari and I really enjoy it. It's like, that doesn't really bring me joy. Like, I have a Rolex. Honestly, it doesn't really bring me joy. I'm proud of it. I got it as a reward for working hard, as a treat to myself. But it's not like it really brings me joy. I'm like, that's cool. It's in a safe, sitting in a closet, doing nothing. And so I think it's really interesting to reflect for all of us. It's like, how much is financial security? What are the simpler things in life that actually matter to me? Like, I will say there are some luxury items I have made more money on that I've been able to spend that I'm like, yo, this brings me joy. Like my, actually, I didn't even buy this, but my buddy John Ross, shout out, bought me a $5,000 Toto Japanese toilet. Dude, it's awesome. I literally every day, I like, it, this is going to sound, it's kind of gross when you hear it and kind of strange, but I get honored when people come to my house and I'm like, can you please use my toilet? Like, I know that's fucking weird, but I, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Please use my toilet. <laughs> brings me a lot of joy. Looking out of my house a lot of the mornings brings me a lot of joy. I will say there are things that like as you get wealthier, it's fucking awesome. Like today, every Wednesday, I have a masseuse come from 12 to 1, shout out Claire, and I get massage. And I honestly have amazing thoughts. It's like my meditation time. And that is a luxury that is probably more affordable to most than you realize. That's one piece of it. Your questions, there's a lot there, right? Like money, we're on a planet and it's, it's, it blows my mind sometimes about what money is for all of us, like what, how the relationship is how we talk about it, how we experience it, how some people have a lot, how some people have a little. And I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to live. I think it's just figuring out and exploring. Like I've had 20 years of, of dating money and always desiring a lot, a lot of it. I think right now I'm trying to be mindful of my return on hassle, right? Like I have a buddy, Sam Parr. I love Sam Parr, but he's like buying all these things and he's, he put out an $80 product to make a few nickels. And I'm just like, for what? Like more money for what, right? Like at AppSumo even, we've talked about this. Like, all right, we want to grow the business for what? Like, do we really care? Like, yeah, it makes more money. That's cool. Like, I like growth. I think a lot of people that are motivated want growth. But for why? Like, what's, you know, Simon Sinek, why? Like, you know, he invented the word why. But really, the point I'm trying to get to you is like, find the thing that you're like excited to be doing on and then see how much money you need to be able to doing that and then go after that. For what my perfect day would be like, you know, I'm living today, Wednesday, March 16th, I am living this perfect day. I woke up, I had really good coffee. I, I, that, that coma tier, maybe we'll put the link in the description. Sign up, uh, sign up for my affiliate referral so I get free coffee. For you guys did, but it's so good. Or having tea. I look over kind of like text messages, make sure everything's good in the world. Check my to-dos for the day. I'm like, yo, today's a full, like a, I'd use rainbows and colors in my calendar. And so it's a, it's a colored rainbow day, which means woke up, did the coffee thing, went and did a workout with good friends, uh, which got me really felt good about myself. I got sweat. I felt alive. I had a little flirting today. I have a date later, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Even if you have a wife or whoever's husband, whatever that is, I'm doing some productive creative work. So right now I'm doing this podcast and I'm interviewing with James uh, Altucher next. And then I have therapy. Then I'm playing ball with a friend and then I'm going to go and then I'm going to go on a date. 
And like, that's awesome. And uh, one of the, like with AppSumo, we had hours of AppSumo work working on uh, how we're doing performance reviews and having a few tough conversations that, that were productive. Like it felt that, uh, hey, here's what you want. Here's what I, I'm, I'm trying to do for the company. Let's sit on the same side of the table and make it happen. And I could die today. One of the things that Tynan and me talk about, and I love it, and I'll, I'll put it out there. It's like, life is great and it's only going to get better. And that's just like a, a bomb ass mentality. And one of the things I, I've been doing around that is just reminding myself to be nice to ourselves. We are so mean to ourselves. I'm speaking for myself. I, I wake up to, like, even today, I did, I woke up a little bit like, oh, you know, I had some champagne the night before. And why am I up this early at 8 20 a.m.? I'm like, oh, I think I'm supposed to work out. And then just like, you're good. You're good. It's like comforting yourself. That's a perfect day, man. And so everyone's got their own definition of a perfect day. Uh, we've talked about Gebby in the past, gratitude, exercise, breakfast, you. That's a lot of the fundamentals of a great day. So maybe thinking about that, gratitude, exercise, breakfast, and you. Last thing, maybe talk about what things money is worth spending on and what things, in your opinion, are not worth spending money on. I'm sure there's bullshit. Investing in yourself is always worth it. <laughs> like, shut up, man. There's definitely a lot of shitty things I've invested in myself that weren't worth it. I think investing in health is kind of like a no-brainer. I have a friend who has back problems. You know, it's one of these things where like you don't heal as well as you get older. So it is pretty much one of the best investments in life is your own health. And I think that's generally probably under-invested on. I'm trying to think, of, what are the things I spend money on that I'm like, oh, I really would hate for that to go away. I would say my assistants, I'm very fortunate. And it's honestly, it's not quote unquote that expensive. And ideally they're getting paid to do something they enjoy. But I have a few assistants that get paid between like 25 and 50 bucks an hour. And that is very worth it. Like helping get groceries or today I have a bunch of errands or like we're doing a big Lebowski party. So I was like, can you help me get some white Russians? Or like it's Purim and Jewish culture. So this is to make commentation. It's not that I couldn't do these things. It just frees me up to either sit on my ass doing nothing or go spend time with friends or go work on things that make me more money. And that is very much worth spending time on. Generally, things that give you more time is worth spending money on. So if there's a software thing or if there's a hiring thing, highly worth spending money on. Any activities you do, highly worth spending money on. So I'm a cyclist. I'm into squash. I'm into boxing. I'm into flying lately, uh, the past few years. Anything around your activities, it's pretty much a no-brainer, like a, a non-consideration or technology. Like when a new tech comes out, I just buy it. Like this is my life. Like I love tech. I want it to be, if it can save me time, if it can go faster, if it can have more storage so I'm not spending hours deleting pictures to like uh, free up space. I definitely think uh, things that save you time or things you're spending activities. What are other things I love that have given me a lot of joy spending money on? The house, anything that's like a, you pay, you know, this is a tinanism, but you pay once and you get enjoyment forever is a really nice thing. I would say another thing we're spending money on is, is there something you can do that brings people together? So I got a pinball machine and I'm noticing like when people come over, I'm like, hey, let's come play pinball. So if it's having like a tea set, if it's having something that can facilitate bringing uh, good conversations or, or company together, I really like. I've enjoyed, this is going to sound weird as I'm older. This is what happens in your 40s, man. You talk about couches. But I would say my art, I've been buying art from artists locally in Austin uh, and a few remote that I just like, it's cool to support them. Literally every time I see it, I get joy. What things are not worth spending money on? Things that you can rent that you don't have to buy. So like I've driven a Ferrari a few times and I've driven a Lambo. Just fucking rent it for a day. You can rent it on tour for like 300 bucks. I generally think it's not worth it. What else is not worth it? Sometimes airport like sodas, it's like $19. I'm like, fuck, man, I, I don't want to do it. You know, I'll tell you something else that's worth it. Finding love where I was, you know, these apps that people are on or if you would pay money to have someone find you a partner, like people are paying $100,000 to hire a developer or hire a marketer or a salesperson. And they're like, yeah, I, I don't think I'll pay $30 to help find a partner potentially for life. I'm like, that makes no sense. So definitely finding a partner in work and in your personal life is highly worth almost unlimited money. 
Dude, I'll tell you something else worth it. Organizing your fridge with like nice stuff. Not even expensive, but like fancy. I have like Spindrift. I love Spindrift. Or shout out, this is a drink called Dram Herbal Sparkling Water. Dram, A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y.com. I love their stuff. The I like the citrus and blossom flavor. Having like nice snacks at home and nice drinks at home, super luxury. Having house slippers, Amazon Basics, $19, house luxury. What things are not worth it? Buying single ply toilet paper. Don't fuck with your ass, dude. Seriously, like double ply toilet paper is the best. And like, it disgusts me. Like I unfriend people. I'll never go to place again if they don't have double ply. Like nice toilet paper is like a must thing to spend money on. I know y'all laughing, but come on. I hired some coaches for like business that was totally not worth it. I hired an interior designer. I was like, I think they can be worth it. It's just like, I think you have to line up how you pay them. Because I'm like, it just felt like I was paying to like do the thing I'm going to do anyways. What else is not worth it? Buying some shit that breaks down a lot. I was buying a fucking, I had a Mini Cooper, which I loved. It looked gorgeous, but broke all the time. That sucked. Anyways, I'll tell you the last thing that I've been doing that I've uh, enjoyed with money. I got this from my friend, Billy Murphy. He inspired me. Uh, I think millionairemath.com or something like that. But he's inspired me. Do an unbelievable experience for someone else that even if you don't know them. And so, and don't try to get credit or tweet about it or put it on a podcast. But it's just been awesome. Like I go to this bakery a lot. They have great cookies, half price on day old ones. uh, If I'm lucky enough to get them in the morning. And there's this girl, and I always talk to her, and I, we're always, she's sweet, and she was telling me, yeah, I work a lot, da, da, and so she said she wanted to go to a spa, and one day, I brought her a, a $250 spa gift certificate. She didn't expect it. I didn't, like, make a deal, and it wasn't like, uh, yeah, I was like, have your mind blown. So another friend is looking for a house, so I was able to find a house I think she can get. I don't know if she's going to do it. This person I thought was really great as a waiter, I was like, just tip him 100 Like, tipping 20 is like, yeah, it's really nice of him. 100 is like, they're going to talk about you. And it's not even just about you. It's like, their lives are now going to be magically changed. So. Think about doing some crazy wild shit for a, ideally a close friend or, you know, just someone that that's really you appreciate. And I think uh, you almost will never feel bad from doing that. If you guys want more Q&A episodes just like this, I don't know if you like them or not. I'm by myself talking. I thought it's pretty fucking fun to do this. Tweet at me at Noah Kagan or Instagram at Noah Kagan or follow on TikTok. I'm doing this TikTok shit now. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot. Sorry, mom. At Noah Kagan. I find it really fascinating. I love hearing what you guys are wondering. Hopefully, I can do my best to to answer them. And if you like episodes like this, let me know and we'll do more of them. We also have a Slack group. It's free. OKDork.com slash underdogs. You guys can put yourself in there. If you don't know about AppSumo, go to AppSumo.com, the number one site for software deals to start or grow your online business. Or if you're making software, you should definitely go there to promote your software tool. We also have some other categories for fonts, courses, creative assets, and other things you need for an online business. Quick shout out for our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash okdork. We do awesome videos for underdogs in business and entertainment. We try to make it super fun for y'all. Uh, that's going to be youtube.com slash okdork. If you're on this YouTube, it's a site that hosts videos. If, no, I'm just kidding. If you guys are interested in business and fun, go just subscribe. I think a lot of you guys are. YouTube.com slash okdork. By the way, when I say this, I'm like, y'all are all subscribed. Is actually everyone subscribed? If you're not, let me know. And I'll be like, oh, I guess everyone is. Everyone is not. Or maybe you're new to the show and uh, I will keep doing it. It is surprising in marketing how many times you have to repeat yourself and say it in different ways. Next, text a friend you love them. Yo, man, let's go ask each other questions. Thank you so much for this episode. Shout out to my amazing team. I'm so blessed to be able to work with y'all in my life. George, Jam, Jen, Cam, Sasa, Nikki, and Mitchell. I think I got everyone or I mumbled them, but I love you guys. I love every other person at the Sumo Group. You all have blessed me with your presence in my life. Hopefully I'm blessing you with mine. And uh, let's go out there and have some fun. Have a nice day. Pepsi or Coke? And that's a trick question because there's a right answer.